Welcome to This is what we've been talking about. Yeah, that's what we've been talking about. Bringing it Sunday. Sunday. That time. Sunday fun day. Yeah, man. How you doing? How you doing? Hey, hey I'm good, man. How you doing? Good. Good. How's everybody out there doing? Good. Real good. We were coming from that snowstorm and everything melted. <laughs> Everything melted and now it's like uh, green grass, although today it started to snow a little bit. So just, hmm. uh, you know, we're between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yeah. Kind of a busy time of year. Right. You know, with holidays and family stuff and planning things, but it's a lot. Doing good. Yeah, it is. It's stressful. It's stressful even under the best circumstances, you know. I mean, you try not to keep, let, let the stress get to you because it's a lot of stress. You know, you got planning this and, and uh, you know, work schedule and family stuff and who's coming and who's not going. Who, who, what, what gifts are you getting? All yeah. that stuff, dude. It's a lot. I guess I, I'm a little bit lucky because my family, my family's, I, I'm an hour and a half away from any of my family, right? So, yeah. So far enough away. Yeah, it's I'm not I'm not gonna pop in anywhere. And and my mom's older, so it's not like we're gonna get together necessarily to do the usual stuff that I used to do when I was a kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, you got your own family now too, so things change a little bit with yeah, that. But that's true. I, th- I think we bring it on ourselves. I think, you know, I was I was talking to a couple people at work about this and how, you know. It's a stressful time of year, but I th- I do think that we bring it on ourselves in a lot of ways. Yeah, and you know, even under the best circumstances, I think we bring we make it more complicated and difficult than it needs to be. And sometimes we overthink like gift giving or how much we should give somebody or what we should give somebody or you know who we should give gifts to and how much time we should spend without, you know, we make it so convoluted and complicated. It doesn't have to be like that. I think. No, it doesn't. And, you know, think about what you get from somebody else. Like, do you really care? I mean, I, I don't care. I'm I'm not, no, I like anything, I, you know, I like I any mean, gift. It's just a matter of, you know, somebody's thinking about me enough to get me a gift. That's, that is, it's a, it's a cliche, but it's true, man. It's a thought that counts. It is. So and you don't have to sweat like the little detail. You don't have to get the perfect gift for everybody, you know? You don't. But I do think like what you said is really important. And I think for me, it's really important is the gifts that mean the most to me might not be the most expensive, might not be the best gift. It's the one that they thought about me and thought, what is his, what are his interests? You know, what are the things that he enjoys? You know, what, what's going to make an impact on him? And when you get that gift, you're like, this was awesome. You know, or it could be something funny. It could be something practical. It could be something, you know, just, just very, you know, specific to, to, to my interests, you know, and those are the best gifts really. It doesn't matter what, like how much they cost or, or anything. Just really, it is like you said, the thought that counts. It really is. I mean, I, I was like, yeah, whatever thought that counts, you know, yeah. when you're a kid, you're like, no, I don't want the thought. I want like, show me, the, show me the money, like, give me the expensive gift, you know, thoughts but, are nice, but give me that. Yeah. You know, whatever PlayStation, exactly. whatever came out in the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It does change as you get older. You know, I mean, I, you know, we say Christmas is really for kids and it is, Yeah, it is. 
Um, the magic is there for the kids more than it is for us, but we yeah. share in it also. You know, it's a, it's a different side of the magic, you know? Yeah, I love getting gifts, but I also, you know, more than getting gifts, I love giving gifts. I really do. And I would have never thought that would have been the case as an adult, but it's it's the way it is. You want to like really surprise somebody with a cool thought out gift. Right. You know, so. I know it's true. It is so true. All right. Let me ask you this. Mm. Um, and having said, you know, the thought that counts and all that, when I was growing up, my dad was still alive. He was the hardest gift to get when I was a kid. All right. So in your family, and I can go into it a little bit more detail, but in your family, whether you're as a kid or teenager or now, who is the hardest person in your family to, to get a gift for, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I got one right now. Like certainly dads are tough because yeah. They don't care as much. Get them a wrench. And they are like, this is great. A tie. You know, you always get them a tie, a belt, you know, like like, English leather. Yeah. It was the stuff they needed. Not that they wanted, you know, like a new wallet, you know, cause their wallet had a hole in it. You know what I mean? Look, let's be honest. New yeah. slippers. How many times did you buy slippers for your dad? You know, like 14 times in 10 years. I like, got a, he, he must've had a million socket wrench sets. Like, what are you doing with all of these? But he, but he loved them. He loved know? every one of them. So certainly I agree with you, man. Dads are super tough, but you know, since unfortunately both of our dads are gone, um, the toughest person for me to buy for, interestingly enough, go ahead, is my brother-in-law. Hmm. Okay, so okay. this is my wife's sister's husband. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So we do exchange gifts with them. All right. And because it's my wife's sister's family. Yeah. And so you know her sister, her husband, and then they have two kids, and he's so hard to buy for because he's like one of these guys that really likes nice things Mm. and has a lot of nice things. Right. And so even if you come up with a really good idea, so he's cool. He likes to, he has like a, you know, state of the art smoker has like the best grill, you know, has a lot of the same things that I enjoy. Right. And, um, you know, but like the problem is if I think of a good idea that will kind of go with some of those things, he probably already has it. Or if he you doesn't, know, it's like $800 or it's 800 bucks <laughs> or he's got it ordered and it's going to show up like December 24th, <laughs> you know, he, cause he ain't going to hold back regardless of Christmas coming like, you know, in three, two weeks. Yeah. He saw you know, the like, same deal you did on black Friday. Yeah, and he bought it for himself. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's a hard person to buy for because he only likes nice things, which I can deal with that. I like nice things too. Yeah. But, but it's like. You don't know if he already A has it, B has bought it, you know, or C, even though he likes nice things and I think I like nice things, it might not be nice enough for him or it might not be the one he wanted. So it's tough. You know, uh, just a side thing. I'm yeah. not an English major, but I think the proper pronunciation or the proper grammar is he had bought it. Bought Yeah, he had bought it. <laughs> no, it's not. All right. So uh, I'm thinking about like, you know, my dad was tough. It was, Mm. it was easy, but tough. My older brother, uh, he is set in his ways, you know, you get Mm. him a, a, you know, the, 
Guinness Book of World Records book every year. And it's all good. <laughs> he loves it, you know. That's awesome. <laughs> but, um, you know, surprisingly, you know who else was tough for me to buy for? Ooh. And still is to some extent, is my mom's. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, mean, I, was I like, guess if they don't give you ideas because they have everything over the years. One year and slippers was a big thing, you know, get her yeah. slippers. One year I bought her. <laughs> <laughs> One year I bought her slippers. All right. But they were yeah. like the animal slippers that look like an animal, you know? Yeah. And I just so happened to get her elephant slippers. So they were, yeah. you know, elephant colored and, and had a trunk. And the trunk, <laughs> the trunk oh. was uh, was like laid up on the f- the top of the foot, you yeah. know, like like backwards kind yeah, of yeah, backwards. It was like you know backwards towards yeah. towards the ankle, yeah, ankle, yep. And it was just this trunk. It was this big thick trunk on the top of her slippers. And my dad was like. <laughs> <laughs> It looked like something that it shouldn't look like. You know what I mean? Yeah. My dad was like, yeah. what kind of slippers are those? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what like were you a, doing buying those? Looked like a big boner on her foot. <laughs> yeah. And there's no way they were, there's no way they, you know, wear out a pair of slippers in one year, but you're buying them another pair the next year. I don't know how that works. Yeah. Yeah. Or gloves. Isotoner yeah. gloves was big. Yeah, isotoners. <laughs> oh, and those were like the Cadillac gloves, man. Oh, yeah. The everybody wanted those. And guess what? Yeah. Everybody got them. Yeah. And now nobody wants them. <laughs> <laughs> what were some other like gifts that like was always bought? Like Rubik's Cubes were always bought yep. and, like, yep. you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> For my dad, you know, he was a huge history buff and loved like war movies. Mm. So if they put out like a new war movie, like he was a huge band of brothers fan. Oh, okay. Oh, and that was obviously a, like kind of a series, like a short series, but band of brothers or the Pacific was like the kind of made by the same people came out a few years later, but, or any like epic, new like midway or any of those mm. you know you just buy it for him and he loved it but sh- shaving could- ryan's privates yeah <laughs> no no that was that's a different one <laughs> but uh it, there were years where like some of those films didn't come out yeah. so you're like okay there's no like war films right you know, he doesn't need another tie because he's 80 years old and he has <laughs> A thousand ties. He's, his slippers are all still pristine. <laughs> what are you buying this guy? <laughs> I don't know. It's so difficult, man. It's so difficult. Yeah. <sighs> he loved presents though. He like, there were years where he talked about not doing gifts. Like, uh, let's just hang out. Let's not do gifts. And he was the one that was the most pissed about it. No, I want to open presents. He loved it. That is so funny that you said that because, okay, my family, I have two brothers and two sisters. Growing up, we had you know yep. five kids and my, and my parents, right? Okay. So that's a lot of gifts under the tree. You know, yeah. we're all buying for each other and all that stuff. Yeah. And, you know, slowly but surely, there's like, you know, people got married and had kids. So the, the family was getting bigger. So it was brought up, hey, why don't we draw names 
Yeah, I get that. Which isn't a bad idea, but my dad did not like it. He was like, no, <laughs> no, you buy for everybody and that's it. You know, you get gifts for everybody and that's yeah. it. just lower the cost then. Yeah, I love but you it. get love, something for everybody and that's I love how it that is. that was his stance on that. That's great. But to me, I was thinking he just likes having a huge pile of gifts. On his yeah, because here, here's why. Here's why, Alan. Go ahead. Think about it for a second. Right. Like you guys are all going to draw names like brothers and sisters are going to draw names. Yeah. But as the patriarch of the family, yeah, everybody's getting him gifts. Yeah. <laughs> so of course he wants everybody to keep giving <laughs> gifts because the patriarch and the matriarch are all getting a gift from all their kids. It's a pyramid scheme, dude. Yeah, it's, yes, it is. <laughs> that sob had it down. Yeah, knew. yeah, he was way smarter than I am. <laughs> oh, that's, that's funny, dude. Later on in my family, because it, it we, you know, everybody got married, all these kids, and all that stuff. So what we did was with the core five of us, what we yep. did one year was we all bought one present and brought and wrapped it up, <clears throat> and oh. we and we played. <clears throat> I know what you're talking about here. We played a game. We all decided on the game. One year it was Monopoly. Another year it was like Pictionary or whatever. Yeah. And and then whoever won the game got to draw last, right? Got the pick. Okay. So you know that elephant game or whatever. Like, yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Like yeah. You, know, you draw draw a thing. But the the twist on it was we played a game to determine the order. The order. Which yeah. was pretty cool because that is that, cool. We did that for a couple of years, and that was that was pretty awesome, man. I I enjoyed that. And then That's we fun. all got we all got the kids something. Yeah. Everybody kids, bought everybody's kids. Kids were outside of the game. Yeah. This right. was just between you guys. Just, yeah. just the just the siblings. Yeah. It was yeah. it was a good idea. I like that a lot. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's got a whole whole different, you know, set of like, you know, basically like, you know, strategies involved with like, <laughs> oh man, you like you know which siblings give crappy gifts and yeah. like yeah. You know, you know what you gave and you're just trying to like, think about if I win, like what one is per- most likely to be the best. You're like playing the percentage percentages. Oh yeah. It's, 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 it's kind of funny, man. Yeah. If I'm going to, I'm going to keep tabs on who brought what and I'm, yeah. and I'm hopefully I'm going to win the game so I can snag that one at the end. Well, and at- and then when you're a couple years in on this, right? Like when you've done it a few years, right. you know like what the <laughs> right. what the level of gift is that so and so is bringing. So you're like playing hard at the game. You need to win because you know the, the the one brother or sister brings a great gift and everybody else's sucks. Right. And you're like, I gotta get the good one, dude. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> one after I was a PA, like one yeah. of my first like pay- paychecks and stuff, I was like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe this!" You know, all this yeah. hard work paid off. That year, that that year, I bought for a Christmas gift for that group. I bought a hot air balloon ride for two. <laughs> <or something. laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Who won that? Uh, my sister. Got that's one. cool yeah she yeah. took was she married or yeah 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 so her and her husband her, her and her husband <laughs> took it that's super did they oh, was it cool yeah yeah it was awesome. yeah that's how awesome. cool is that though it's super I, cool but see Dude, that, i don't know like, if i could do that i don't know if i could do that either that's why i gave well, it should, should we talk about how when you and i were you know, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you know what i'm gonna say here? yes i do i don't want to oh, <laughs> this is a man's podcast and here here's a vulnerable spot here all right go ahead 
So James and Alan are at a medical conference in Toronto, which was awesome, by the way. I still yeah. think about that trip all the time, man. Such an amazing trip. Yeah. And <laughs> we went to this conference and we went up. I don't even know what it's called in Toronto, but it's it's like their needle. It's a needle. It, it's a it's a it's tall not the space building. needle, but it's whatever. It was similar to that though, yeah. right? That's yeah. Seattle, right? right? So it's similar to that in Toronto. Right. Went all the way up to the top, and actually, there's a restaurant that like spins around. Didn't we eat there? I feel like I we did. I'm not sure. I, think I can't remember. Have. This was so long ago. I don't. Know. I think I think we ate in the restaurant, and it spins around the top of that needle the whole time. But anyways. Yeah, yes. me and James and, in a re- in a, uh, <laughs> a romantic restaurant. Yeah, it was unset. so romantic. <laughs> um, anyways, as, as some part of the needle, you you know, you can look out at the whole city, which is super cool. But there's a section where the floor is all glass, and this might have been one of the times in my life where I laughed the most. Like in my life, it's in the top five. Along with our snowmobile incident, you know, uh, it's in the top yeah, five. Yeah. This, this time was in the top five because, because <laughs> I was scared out of my mind to step on this glass floor <laughs> and you don't, okay. You guys that are, you know, you three listeners that are listening to us right now, right. You might think that's not scary. It's, you know, the floor's there. You're just going to step on it. That's how I felt going up there. And you know, I'm like, how can this be scary? But when you like Alan and I, we kept like kind of putting one leg out to try to step on it. We, we, we couldn't do it. We couldn't do it. And then we were like dying, laughing, falling on the ground. Like that wasn't glass. Just could not believe that we didn't have like what it took to step on that glass. I think I mean, we eventually did it, but we, the first 30 minutes we were there, we just kept laughing and falling down and like not, not doing it. We were talking about it. Go, no, you go first. No way. And I would put my leg out there, my foot onto the glass part. And I'd like ease out and look down. Dude, when you're looking down, I don't know how the big that needle is, but it's, it's, it's way. I mean, it's it's there, it's a hundred stories at least, right? Like it's it's, it's, it's a skyscraper. It's a skyscraper, uh, you know, elevation for sure. It's one of the tallest things in Toronto, which is a huge city. So yeah, yeah, we were just laughing because neither of us wanted to do it, and I thought I was going to be the pussy, you know, like I'm like I think Alan's got it, and then when he, when he was struggling with the same things. <laughs> It just made it that much more funny, and we were dying <laughs> laughing. I can't believe how scary that was. Like it was, it blew there, me away. There's no reason for that to be scary. There isn't. I, and, and, and again, for all you listeners, we did we did end up walking across it, but it was so much fun laughing at each other for like a half an hour first. <laughs> and and not having the courage to do it initially, it um, took everything we had oh. to do it. Everything we had as a man, I I left yeah. it all up there, dude. Yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there a little kid jumping up and down on it? Oh yeah, that? jumping up and down. I mean, they might as well have been doing cartwheels. <laughs> Crossed it. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! But there, but there were lots of other adults that were like scared to death. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, a lot of girls. Yeah, like <laughs> there weren't a 
many guys up there, though. No. I don't remember a single guy that was just like, all right, I'm going to walk across. No, there was nobody up there just no. scrolling across. No. No, no, no. Dude, that was one of the, that. That's hilarious that you brought that up because I almost forgot about that. It's in the top five funniest things. I've, like, I remember we were laughing so hard it hurt. Like, you know. <laughs> You ever see like some of the videos of there? There's like these, I don't know what you call them. They're not water slides, just slides, I guess. On the outside of some of these skyscrapers that are all glass. Oh, there's no way I could get on that. No way. Maybe if okay, me I would probably do that more than walking across another glass floor because once you sit down and you're pushed or you start going. You can't, there's nothing you can do. You're just, yeah, you can't it. backtrack. Exactly. But yeah. walking across a glass floor, man, that is all you. When you have to be the one to walk. Like no one's forcing you. There is a way out. The way out is to just leave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the way out is to just get on the elevator and get the hell out of there. Get out of there. <laughs> oh, how did we get on that, anyways? Uh, uh, the hot air balloon trip I got for oh, my sister. Or right. So I was thinking, I don't know if I could go up in a hot air balloon, man. I think it would freak me out. Dude, I mean, that, and that's not like you can just walk away from that. You got to. No, you can't. No. You, and you're at the mercy of who's driving a hot air balloon? Like, who's <laughs> this drive guy? Drive a balloon? Who is this guy? Like,. <laughs> Does he know what he's doing? No, he has no idea. And you're in a basket. <laughs> that somebody, somebody, you know, somebody weaved a basket together. That's what you're sitting in. Yeah, you're just, you're standing in a basket with some guy who's like, I don't even know, like, how do you qualify to get, like, is there a licensing? Like, what <laughs> does the state, like, regulate I have, that? Like, what's I have my hot air balloon pilot license <laughs> i haven't i've never done that i have done yeah. skydiving though you skydived before yeah dude one time it was in san diego i i jumped out of an airplane but no way yes i did you're attached to somebody else and they yes. jumped out of the airplane yeah i was just along <laughs> for the ride and i thought i would <laughs> did you almost die i thought i was gonna pass out well, yeah, because, all right, first of all, it's not as scary as you think because you're in the airplane, you're flying or whatever, and you're sitting at the doorway and you're like, this is crazy. And the wind's blowing us really fast and it's kind of crazy. And, and the ground is so far away. It doesn't even look real. So you it jump out, seem real. You jump yeah. out and you're just like, all right. Yeah, but the, do you feel like you're free falling like a, like a roller coaster? Or I didn't really. No, I did not get that feeling at all. It's not that drop on a roller coaster where it takes your breath away and it no. freaks you out. No, it was not like that at all. It okay. was it, uh, so what the the biggest thing for me was that it was wind in my face. And yeah. the guy that was strapped to my asshole, he had <laughs> <laughs> he had a full helmet on so he could With breathe and no problem. And, yeah. Oh, okay. I had goggles and that was it, but air was coming into my nostril and mouth so so fast and hard that I couldn't breathe. I had to like turn my head to try to breathe. And I was like, at one point I said, well, I guess I'm going to pass out because Because I couldn't couldn't get oxygen. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it was just shoving in. It was like a CPAP. 
Yeah. And our, you were whatever. farting for a week, dude, after <laughs> swallowing all that air. I'm still farting <laughs> <laughs> from that. But once it, once the uh, the parachute came up, that was pretty cool. And then we're just floating. When you're like slow floating back to the ground. That yeah, yeah. Awesome. And, then he's, and then he goes like this. He goes, hey, uh, don't freak out, but I'm about to unsnap you and you're going to drop just a little bit. You're still attached. I'm like, okay. And he went, and I fell about six inches. And I was like, whoa, that scared the crap out of me, dude. I, I thought I was, I thought I was like, I guess. Did he do that so that like when you land, it's like. Like you're not right on top of them and crush them when you hit the ground. I'm or? not sure the exact reason, but I think it's because when you first jump out, you got to be like right up against the guy. And yeah. then later on, you can kind of like loosen up. Okay. I, I don't know why. I don't yeah. know why. But he gave me the the controls to the parachute and he's like, all right, do a hard left. And I pulled the left cord and we went around in a circle around to the left and then we did it again. And then he took the cords back and then we landed. That was it. That's cool. It was pretty cool, but it wasn't as scary as I thought it was going to be, dude. It, it really sounds wasn't. like it was less scary than the glass floor. The glass floor, <laughs> the glass floor was way scarier. Oh, my it was, God. It blew me away because I didn't expect it to be scary, but it was like this is so much more difficult than I expected. I feel like bungee cord jumping is way scarier. You get, you're standing on a bridge and you're jumping. Yeah. Come on, man. Would you do that? That, No, I wouldn't skydive either though. I don't, I'm not a big fan of heights, man. I don't like it. (laughs) I don't know why I did it. It was during my period of time where I was like, forget it all. You know what I mean? But uh, I mean, I guess I would do it like, again, this is a man's podcast. If it was a situation where like my family needed me to do something like that, I would. But am I going to do it just for fun? No, it wasn't. It wasn't that fun, to be honest with you, because yeah, I think after a while, if you like train and learn how to do it and then you do it on your own, maybe it'll be fun. Yeah, that's probably cool. And then like you get really good, you get certified professional and you're like, you know, doing cannonballs in the air and like, you know. I yeah, would do I that. Think, I would totally do cool. that. That'd but be I, cool. I mean, I could do that. I could do that, you know, but it's just breaking the ice initially, you know? Yeah, but you got to be strapped up to some guy for months. Oh, can it be a girl? No. <laughs> it'll be, it'll be like a girl with a, with a dick. <laughs> speaking of which. Yeah, speaking of which. All right. I wanted to bring this up. Yeah. And see what you think. We talked a little bit about it. Everybody knows about it. But, all right. So, in the news this week was this WNBA player, okay, who was caught with pot over in Russia and was thrown in jail for it. Which over there, it's illegal. Right. Yeah. You can't even have it, right? It's It's like how it was here for a long time ago. For a long time or yeah. how it, well, I was going to say how it is now with like hard drugs here, but you know, with a lot of the, the new laws and crap that we're dealing with, they're yeah. just letting violent criminals back on the streets. But anyways. Yeah. Right. Right. So she got snagged over in Russia for this. Right. I don't know yep. how long ago, six, eight months ago or yeah, something. Yeah, I don't know either. And uh, so, but she's an, a WNBA star, which is an oxymoron in and of It's itself. an oxymoron. No one watches the WNBA. <laughs> 
So anyway, so she, 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 she's the most famous WNBA player of all time. Not because anybody likes watching women's basketball, but because she got arrested in a Russia for pot. Exactly. Exactly. That's right. So what did our government do? I guess was in talks with Russia behind the scenes because we didn't hear anything about it until this week when all of a sudden prisoner exchange was announced and she's coming home and her name is Brittany Grinder. Griner. <laughs> Grinder. Might as well be grind her. Yeah. So so she's coming home or she's home by now. <clears throat> And in exchange, yeah, in exchange, tell me if you think this is anywhere near uh, reality or feasible or, or, or makes sense at all. Okay. In exchange, the Russians got an arms dealer in exchange. An yeah, arms- and appara- apparently this arms dealer like is one of the biggest arms dealers in the world. Right. And some of the arms that he has been involved with dealing have caused Americans to lose their lives. All sorts of like, this guy is legit a threat. Okay. So does anybody out there, the three listeners, does, do you guys think that, that's a fair exchange. If 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 there's if these three people are still listening, they definitely don't think this is a fair exchange. Because if you're still listening to our podcast, you have to have some like-mindedness with us. And that was the worst friggin' trade of all time. Worst. And I don't mean just in prisoner exchange. I mean sports trades, any trade. <laughs> <laughs> that was worse than Babe Ruth going to the Yankees. Yes. Come on, man. Yes. And let's, okay. So there's so many pieces of this story because one, it's a horrible trade. We gave them like this absolute threat to humanity back. And we got some piece of crap WNBA player who's, at one time said she hated our country. Right. It it kneeled for the national anthem because she's a piece of trash. Of course. Okay. So here's this piece of trash that hates our country and is in this tough Russian uh, prison. Right. And we trade to get that piece of trash back. Right. And give them this arms, this dangerous arms dealer. But hold on. That's not the whole story. I know. I was about to mention this. Go ahead. Bring it up. No, bring it up, man. I'm here. All right. So in the Russian prison, there's also a an ex-Marine. Yep. This is what you're going to talk about? Yes. His name yep. is, I think, Robert Whelan. Whelan, I think. Yep. Whelan. I think it's Robert. Whelan. And he's in prison for espionage over there. Okay. So now that maybe would be a good exchange, right? That's an even exchange. You're giving them this dangerous arms dealer for a guy that got caught spying in in Russia, not for a piece of trash women's basketball player caught smoking pot who hates our country. Right. So you, you tell me, man, like, okay. So you get somebody who comes back over here. Who, what does she contribute to this country? 
Nothing. Horrible entertainment in the WNBA who gets yes. probably five viewers, which is two more than we get. Yeah. Okay. But they're professionals. And they're professionals. And what, like, I just don't freaking get it, man. I'll tell you what, man. Let's bring it up. Go and ahead. we we talked a lot in the it's beginning a woke, of this podcast. It's a woke thing, dude. It's yes. a woke thing. I was just going to say, we talked a lot in this podcast in the very beginning about like wokeism, what the word means, what it what like what it represents in progressive culture in our government and all that kind of stuff. This was a move by our absolutely cognitively challenged, disabled and challenged leader of our country that you all voted for because you didn't like tweets that hurt your feelings. So you voted for this challenged cognitively challenged moron to be president. Now he's president and he's making exchanges for a woke WNBA lesbian basketball player who hates America for an arms dealer with Russia and leaving a Marine imprisoned in Russia. I mean, it's just another, uh, uh, another issue in a long string of, shit decisions by this administration. Oh, it's unbelievable. And, and it the, makes me and, angry. And, and the woke ones before that. Yeah. Okay, because there's lots of them, man. And they leave Marines left and right. They leave uh, our military left and right to hang out to dry. Yeah, they hate they, the military. They don't the like the military. the military. They don't like it. Uh, and so, that boggles my mind, dude. It boggles my mind, too. But here's the other thing, man. You know... Here we are, and we're dealing with this, and we're and we're watching the fallout from this. You know, there's a bunch of liberal progressives that have come out and said this was a terrible trade. Like, this is not just conservatives or or Republicans or people on the right. Somewhat, you know, if you're anywhere to the right of moderate, you know, or even moderate for that matter, it's not just those people screaming this was a terrible trade. No. It's the majority of people, unless you're super far left. You know, most people are like, that was a terrible trade. I don't even know what the, uh, what is the gain for the left to do this trade? The woke part of it. She's a lesbian. She's a pot smoker. She's African-American. She's, she hates America. The left hates America. They really do. They want to break down. They want to destroy America to rebuild it the way that they like it. And so she kind of represents that. And then you have all these superstars like, you know, woke progressives like LeBron James, uh, who's not a re- he's not a real man. He's not a real man. No. He's or not. anybody like him who's coming out and saying, free Brittany Griner, bring her back. It was just pot. You know, she's a good person. She's not a good person. She stomped on our flag, so to speak. <clears throat> anybody who, I mean, okay. So let's go back to the, the original kneeler. Okay. Mm. The original kneeler isn't playing NFL football no more. No. And hasn't. Nope. I and, think and the that, people on the left will say, oh, he's been, you know, shadow banned or whatever you want to call it, whatever stupid term you guys want to come up with to say that, like, nobody will hire this guy because he kneeled for the flag. No, it has nothing to do with the, the fact that he kneeled for the flag. No, he wasn't that good. He sucks at football. 
<laughs> you know, if he was Tom Brady, yeah, they wouldn't care. They would find a way yes. to make it work. That's right. That's right. Is it is this like a ploy for to uh you know prop up the WNBA as well? Because Maybe. you know the viewership of the WNBA is abysmal, and and oh, the feminists who come it, out and it should be because it sucks, it's so awful, and the and the uh, and the feminists have already come out to say even before all this to say. You know, uh, WNBA players don't make as much as NBA players. No shit. It's because the NBA uh, brings in a hundred times more money. Billion, than the billions. I saw a meme it's and this wasn't this meme was not actually a joke. I wish I would have saved it for this conversation. But this meme was or it was either a meme or an article and I was looking into it. And the WNBA stars are basically saying, listen, we're not saying we need to make as much as the NBA stars, but we want to have like the same percentage of profits. Mm. Okay. So like everybody's like, okay, whatever. All right. We'll throw you a bone. Here's the percentage of profits. Right. The WNBA loses money every year. And so this meme did the calculations. Listen to this, Alan. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. I love it already. If you actually do the math. Yeah. And give them the same percentage of profits that the NBA makes based on the WNBA profits. They owe the WNBA like 60K each. <laughs> it was like, un- I-, I fell over in my chair laughing. <laughs> oh my God. That's so good. Let's give them the same percentages of profit. You know so- what? Your, your, your product sucks. So yeah. if your product sucks, your profits suck. And you get a percentage of those sucky profits. So, uh, so this goes back to my point. Is it a way among many other things to prop up the WNBA? I don't think so. I think it goes more towards the like progressive ideology politics. I think it has everything to do with that and nothing to do with the WNBA. I'll agree with that, but it definitely does bring the WNBA into light because sure, because you know what I did, dude, I didn't buy any tickets, but I did, (laughs) but I did look up this bitch and see who she played for uh, the Phoenix, whatever, you know, and and I'm, I'm a basketball fan more so than you are because I played basketball right now. You know, it was, it was something I played at the collegiate level and I, um, you know, was a fan back in the day when it was a good sport with Michael Jordan and Bird and those kinds of people. But right. You know, I was a big fan before it became woke basically. And when it was about the, the the competition and not about the the politics. politics. Yeah. So I'm a big basketball fan. So I actually remember Brittany Griner in college. And hmm. she dominated. I remember her because, you know, I watched Sports Center. Everyone watched Sports Center back in the day. Yeah. You know, and seeing her, you know, dominate in women's basketball. Now, I didn't watch a game of women's basketball because it's like watching paint dry. But I do remember seeing highlights of her dominating. I think she went to Baylor and they were amazing, the women's team. And so I, I do remember her. But Having said all of that, I don't think that changes anything, you know, and I'm a big basketball fan or have been throughout my life. And I agree with you. Does it bring WNBA to the forefront? Are more people like, you know, typing it into their search engines and looking? Sure, sure. But I don't think that's the reason why she was brought back. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I agree. And you know, who's making that? The I want to be at that table to go. Jeez. Who can no, we? Who can we? Who can we exchange for this guy? <laughs> no, you don't. Who can we, who can we exchange for this lizard? Uh, yeah, because here's the thing, man. If you're at that table, okay, <laughs> you and I right now on this podcast, yeah, right. we are literally like shaking our heads. I, I'm I'm like almost smashing my head off my desk right now. Right. To try to understand the lunacy behind all of this, right? Can you imagine being at the table when this no. is discussed? No. I don't know if I could control this is a man's podcast. What's one of the biggest things we talked about that men need to Gotta do control in this, it? Control our self-control, control our emotions, control our decisions. When you're upset, angry, emotional, you 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 have to find a way to control it. That's what being a real man is. And that would be tough to do at these negotiating tables with these incompetent morons. But that's that's why you think and why we, we talk about there's other reasons. So there must have been something else to come up on the table and go, look, this guy's going to get out anyway or something else is going to happen or whatever it is, right? There's got to be something oh. else that made that uh, so. made, made, made that trade palatable to the I don't people at the so, table. Man. No, but I it's don't not, think so. Uh, I'm just saying it's not not for us to be palatable, but for yeah. that the, those group of people and say, yeah, this this is what would happen if we do that. Whether it's yeah. the woke thing, whether it's the right. whatever. I see what you mean. You know yeah. what I mean? There's something on the table. We can we can guess what it is because well, it's- I think all these superstars coming out, these woke superstars pushing for her to be released. I think that's all it took. Listen, yeah. this will gar- this will garner more votes for us in the future as a party, as a person, as an individual, as a party. We can get more votes if we please the majority of people. And not it's not the majority of people, but it's the ones that speak the loudest that we're making happy right now. It, it it's just right. Yeah, well, I, I agree. I agree a hundred percent. And who who spoke up? The NBA stars. Yep, quote unquote stars. It, yep. it, it, was there any uh, business people? Money behind it? Uh, I don't know about I that mean, part, but there's a, definitely there's, NBA stars. And I mean, that's like a billion dollar industry. That there, so there's definitely like money involved. Yeah, money and influence you know? for sure. Yeah. So there's a lot of uh, something behind the scenes that we can only guess at, but there's only so many things that it could have been that made that possible. Right. And we're hitting on some of them today. Yeah, definitely. Well, and if you think about it, Alan, you know, this, this current administration has like such bad reputation Yeah, for incompetence, like the inflation numbers, the economy, the military strength, everything is an absolute laughing stock joke in, in at, it's a dumpster fire. Right. Yeah. So, you know, this might've been like a last, last ditch effort pulling at the, pulling strings to try to find some sort of hmm. positivity, at least even if it was just in the media and not in real true Americans hearts. You know, let's get this girl back. Everybody wants her back. That's what we're hearing in the media. But really, that's not a true representation of, you know, good, hardworking Americans views. We're not getting this, uh, quote unquote, American back at all costs. 
Can you imagine, Alan? Like, are you excited to get a a WNBA lesbian American hating no. no. pot smoking player back? As far as I'm concerned, she could rot over there. She rot in a Russian jail cell. You know what? You know what? I, I don't go to foreign countries often. I have been to other countries. Sure. And, and you know what I do? I respect their laws. You at least respect the, the ones you know, and you try to find out what they are and follow them. Dude, if I was a pot smoker and, I, and you know that there's other countries that don't allow stuff into their country and yep. you're just going to bring it in, what yep. the hell is your, your problem, dude? I'll tell you what it is. It's pride. You think that the rule, because you're a, yes, in quotations, WNBA star, right? Which is like you said, an oxymoron. You're not the Beatles. You're a a WNBA star. The rules don't apply to you. Yeah. Well, it's the, it's that whole mindset of the generation. Mm -hmm. I can do what I want and I'll get off. Yeah. Because I'm a superstar. Little did you know, you're a WNBA superstar, which is like less than your and my podcast. Dude, you and I are WNBA stars. (laughs) Well, I think I should just start identifying as a woman and go play in the WNBA and just wreck some of them. (laughs) You should. I would watch it. I would totally watch it. The ratings would get through the roof, dude. Uh, All jokes aside, I'm waiting for some like you know, NBA star or even just like men's college players that are really good to start, start doing that. I got the perfect person who could do it. You ready? Yeah. Dennis Robin. Ah, it was the first thought. (laughs) It was the first name that came to my head, dude. (laughs) Yeah. He could do it. He could pull it off. Yeah. Yeah, He uh, could pull uh, it off. There's a bunch of them that could probably pull it off and they would just rack people. Even though he's like, he's like what sixty, you are. He's like getting that. old. He's, so he's old just now. a. He's such an enigma, though. He's amazing. I love Dennis Rodman. <laughs> oh, but that that would just that just bothers the hell out of me, man. It just bothers the hell out of me. Yeah. Why? I mean, there's so many uh, Americans over the years that have been stuck in in foreign countries, and the government yeah. doesn't do shit for them. Nothing. And they're Nothing. releasing this piece of trash. I, I listen. I, you know what, man? Let's talk about something else for the last few minutes. Because yeah, I, I can't. I know. I know. I'm I need mad. Like this is a men, men's pat, podcast, and we've talked so many times about controlling our emotions. Sometimes, guys, controlling those emotions are distraction, changing subjects, that's a good walking point. away. Yeah, uh, you know, whatever it takes. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't always have to be you're taking all these punches and you just take them like endlessly. Sometimes it's just leave the fight, you know, walk away until you get your composure and then you're kind of ready to go to battle again. Right. And I think right now, maybe it's just time for us to like step aside and talk about something else for a little bit. Yeah, I I agree. That's a very good point, man. I mean, it's a strategy that a lot of people don't know about, and they think that it's less manly to do that, but it's not. Yeah, or it's it's like losing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I I subscribe to that for a long time. Of course. I think it needs to be part of your weapon arsenal. It doesn't have to be the the number one thing you go to. I think if you're going to, you know, stepping back and aside and, and cowering or whatever you want to call it, I think that 
is not, that's a beta male, but I think it still needs to be part of your part of your arsenal of weapons Yeah, that is pulled out and used in the right moments. You have to be able to like have a little forethought and go, what's the end game here? It's not getting me anywhere. And it's not right. getting the subject anywhere. Yeah. So I've said what I had to say. Yeah. And that's it. Yep. Go ahead. That's What's cool. on your mind? That's good, man. That's good, man. Yeah, I, I, I guess I was just thinking in the last few minutes we have here. Yeah. Did you know Christmas is like two weeks from today? Dude. From today. How did that happen? <laughs> from today. <laughs> two weeks. Today's the 11th. Oh my. Add 14 to 11, dude. What do you got? I get somewhere around 25, I think. <laughs> it's, it's there, man. <laughs> Are you ready? N- no. I love Christmas, man. Me too. I love the lights. I love the yeah. pine needles. Pine needles, the smell. Snow. I love. I love. I love the. Um. I love the Christmas music, man. I love the Frank Sinatra, yeah. Andy Williams, yeah, Etta, Etta James. All right, let Come me ask. On. Let me ask you this: What's yeah. your favorite Christmas tune? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Do we have enough time? Uh, we might. I, you know, I think it's gotta be. It has to be. And I, I love. Okay, I love every Christmas song. Okay, go ahead. We're gonna talk more about this next week because right, we got one more week before Christmas. All but right, like, yeah, we can get I, into I, it. It has to be the Christmas song. Do you know what I mean by that? Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Chest, chestnuts roasting on an open fire has to be Nat King for me. Cole. For me. Nat King Cole. I don't care what version it is. It can be Sinatra, Ooh, Nat King Cole. Really? I mean, obviously, Nat King Cole is amazing. Yeah, I mean, that's the smoothest voice ever. Ever. Uh, like, yeah, that's probably number one. But, like, so mm. many people have done it, and it's been amazing. I, I wouldn't say – I wouldn't give props to, like, the newer artists that have done that song. But any of those older artists, like I said, Sinatra, any of them, Andy Williams – Okay, you gotta get you gotta give a nod to whoever did it. Okay, first of all, a lot of these Christmas songs have been around, and which one is the best version? It's not like somebody came up with a song like one day, and it's like, oh, that's your song. But the Christmas song is pretty good. I'll give you that. that. I mean, here's the thing: every time I hear it, it like gets me in the Christmas mood. Like, I don't care. I don't know if it's a good song or not, but I love it. All right, I got one for you. Ready? All right, let's hear it. Uh. All right. (laughs) Uh. All right, wait, wait. I got to come back to it. We just, I, I can't get it in my head. Can't think of the name of it right now. All yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so my, my wife's here. I'll, I'll do a little ad lib here, real quick, or yeah, a little, yeah. uh, little fill in here. My wife's dad's brother was named Chet. I love it. It was, it was Chester, which is a great name. Chester. His nickname was Chet. I love it. So, so my wife's dad. Who was just a great man. Yeah. God rest his soul. Yeah. He used to, every time the Christmas song come on, instead of saying chestnuts, he'd say Chet's nuts roasting <laughs> on an open fire. Make in front of his brother, Chet. 
I mean, so every time that song comes on, I don't even sing chestnuts. I sing Chet's nuts roasting on an open fire. That's, How amazing is that? That's like, incredible. Like, is there any better bullying than between like a brother and a brother? I know. I, mean, I know. It's totally acceptable and it needs to be there because it creates yeah. character. Right. You know, right. It, and and there's you know there's a hint of love behind it. You oh, know? Of course, you know, like yeah. like when I you know told my uh, oh. you know, brother straw hat. You know, I mean that's 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 a loving thing. You know, but here's the funny thing, folks. Like I don't even know Alan's brother's name. I only know him as Straw Hat because he told me a story about. I think we've talked about it yeah, in past episodes, right? So we, we don't need to bring it back up, but. If you want to know the story, go back and listen, folks. <laughs> Straw hat, man. All right, oh. you ready? <clears throat> yeah, I'm going to sing a little bit of it. <clears throat> All right, yeah, sing it. <clears throat> this is this is one of my favorites. Not the favorite. You ready? Not the favorite. Not number one. What, what number is it? Uh, this is like top three. Okay. Okay. All right. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Great. You know song. what I mean? With yeah. the love, 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 Come on, man. Yeah, when I hear all, that. All those old ones are amazing. And that's Andy Williams, you know, his version, man. That's good. You know what's funny? I don't know a lot about Andy Williams. Me neither. But like he was similar to Sinatra, that t- that style of music, right? Right. But he's mostly known for like Christmas songs. But he sang regular, like I think yeah. you could call that kind of like a, a jazz genre, like, like crooner, an old crooner, crooner style. jazz, you know, big band jazz kind of that, that whole era, forties, fifties, right, sixties, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, and. So he sang a lot of stuff that wasn't Christmas, but I only really know him for all. And he is probably, he's probably, I could Go be ahead. wrong with this. Go he's ahead. probably the top guy for these Christmas hits. He's so good. He is good. <laughs> when I hear that, I'm like, ah, oh, I love it, man. That's a cool, just- that, dude, you know what, Alan? That's in my top three, too. You're absolutely right. Okay. That, okay. So, so you got the Christmas song. Christmas song. And, and, I don't know. Is that called most wonderful time of the year? I don't even know what it's called. It's, yeah. The most wonderful time of the year. I think okay. something. those two are top three. Can you come up with another one? Oh, that's in, in that same thing. I uh, don't know, man. Uh, I mean, white Christmas. Yeah. Bing Crosby stuff. Bing Crosby. You know who I grew up with a little bit because my dad played her? I wonder if you even know this artist. All right. Do you know Anne Murray? Yeah. Anne Murray. Yeah. Could do some pretty amazing Christmas songs. Oh, yeah. For sure. Absolutely. And so my dad liked at least her Christmas stuff. I don't know if he liked her like non-Christmas stuff, but he would crank that on his JVC Dolby Digital (laughs) <laughs> radio back in the day <laughs> <laughs> what about what about this one rocking around the christmas tree yeah rocking around the christmas tree man uh and, and, and brenda, listen, lee, I like, brenda lee is that what it is i think so i like some of the you know listen i come from a conservative christian home i like a lot of the 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 religious ones i mean it is a religious holiday let's not forget that i like so go tell it on the mountain Go tell on the mountain, silent night, Mary, did you know? Um, I mean, there's just a ton of them, right? Uh, Ave Maria. Yeah. 
Man, that might be up in the top five. What about Noel? Noel? That's a good one, too. Yes, it is. I mean, especially when some of those artists get up there and, like, punch it. Kill it. Yeah. I mean, that's good. Yeah. Because he chills. And what's, what's better than listening to some of those really good Christmas songs? And yep. the lights are down, the Christmas tree's on. Yeah, lights are just, off, Christmas tree lights maybe on. Maybe you got a fire going, you're just yep. sitting there with your family. Yep. <clears throat> man, that's what it's all about. That's a life, man. Like, if I could capture that moment and bottle that and just sit in that for forever. I know. That's like heaven on earth, man. I really do think so. I'm yeah. with you, man. Yeah. That's cool. Dude, we can get it. Maybe maybe next week we do a Christmas theme and we get into some of the Christmas we stories, we Christmas to. songs. Yes. Christmas. Want to talk about some of the Christmas movies, like greatest Christmas movies? Christmas movies. Yeah. yeah. Let's yeah. make next week yes. a Christmas theme. Music, yes. movies, yes. whatever, traditions that you, you and your family might traditions, have. Traditions, yeah. Let's let's do it. Yeah, I think that's great. Please. I love it. Yeah. Listen, guys, uh, both of you. Uh, I want you <laughs> just email us. It's um, this has, this is what we have been talking at gmail.com. Give us your thoughts on the Christmas give us, season. Yeah. Yeah. Give us your traditions. I, you know, we want to, I want to hear. I would, lo- I would love to hear other people's traditions. I would love to even maybe possibly adopt some of those traditions, you know? And, yeah. um, Dude, I mean, like, like I told you about the the game thing. I thought that was a, such a cool idea that we came up awesome. with. Awesome, and, and you know, not to you know, whatever, but it's just I love the different kinds of stuff that that people come yeah. up with, and they, and they stick because it's great and it's and it's family oriented and yeah, you know, so listen, I love that, Alan. I think. Next week is all Christmas. All right. Like yes. we're not going to talk about anything else. We're going to nope. start right off the bat. Maybe yep. like just checking in with each other, see how everybody's doing. Right. And then we're going to go into all this stuff. Cause I think we can talk about other stuff too. Like the music, the movies, the traditions, right. You know, we can talk about all sorts of stuff. Um, let's just, it's, it's the Christmas special. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. Christmas special next week. Tune in. Cause Tune we're going to have, it might out. be, it might be the three hour special. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna be drinking like egg spiked eggnog, you know, peppermint yeah. bark rum chata, whatever. Man, we're gonna be crushing it on this podcast. Gingerbread, come join us. Gingerbread. Grab a drink. Yeah. What were you say? I was gonna say gingerbread Bailey's. Let's go. Bring it. Pop it open. Let's let's face it, guys. It's a week before Christmas. You ain't got nothing else to do. No, it's Watch the best us, time of the world, the year, here. everything. Yeah, just pop on, pop us on, crank the fire, sit back, sip on your whatever, Bailey's or whatever you got. Yeah. And just join the fun and email us. Sounds incredible. Tell us what you guys like. Tell us what your traditions are. We want to hear about it. We'd love to even possibly adopt some of those, you know, and. If we We'd actually get an from email from anybody, we are going to mention you guys. Oh, we're going to be on here. We will feature you. Yeah. And you'll be first dibs to be a, like a guest on our show. Yeah. Who wants to be the first guest? Email. Come on now. Come on now. This Emails. is what we've been talking at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyways, listen, let's roll, man. And yeah, man. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll pick this up next week. Christmas special. 
Yeah. Uh, always good to talk to you, Alan. Uh, Merry yeah, Christmas, man. everybody. Merry Two weeks away. Yeah, baby. Bring it. Keep, All right. Keep it going. That's what Sounds we got. Sounds good. All right. Later. Later.